0: powerful. Now, let me just say you something. Now, I've never met her before. She's met my precious wife. Uh, Janie speaks all over the place. In fact, I'm usually known as Janie Alfred's husband, okay? <laughs> but this is what's amazing to me. You have no idea. She has no idea what I'm going to be teaching on. But the very thing you prayed is what we're going to start off with. Is that incredible or what? Let me just tell you what that shows. You guys are blessed to be in this church with the pastor that you have. I've known Randy and Jeanette, and she's with the Lord now, hallelujah, but years and years. I've been here before. It's been a while. But I'm just amazed at how God orchestrates things. So people say, what happened to your arm? Well, it's 60 years of physical abuse. (laughs) So anyway, that's what happened. But let's turn, if we may, starting off. What I like to do is I like to have you guys out there read, stand up and read. And I'll tell you why. Because I've watched many times churches, people just come in and sit there. And so I like for y'all to get up and read the passage. Mama, guess what I'm going to start off with based on what she was praying. Luke 9... 23 and 24 who would like to stand up and read that go for it sir the veteran right there (laughs) Luke 9 23 and 24 so read it loud so everybody can hear it please oh by the way how long do I have to teach an hour and a half I'm joking I'm joking how long No, seriously, seriously. It's 9.30 now. Oh, good. Praise the Lord. Go for it, sir. Read. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, sir. Y'all can sit down, folks. Now, everything that this precious young lady was praying basically is contained in this verse, and it just explodes into other things. We're also going to be looking at Jeremiah uh, this morning, but this is where it begins for us as believers in Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you kind of an amplified translation. And he was continually saying to all of them. This was not just a one-time thing. This is something he repeatedly said and said and said, just as he was praying. How many times have you had, you've read the word, and you say, okay, it says that. Five years later, you come back and you say, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that. That's because the Holy Spirit, no human being, is making that word come alive in your heart and mind. Is that incredible or what? I'm less than nothing, folks, and that's being very complimentary. I'm just a flawed, skewed person. So it's not by my might or power, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that I look to and depend on, come in as a flawed, skewed man, confessing my sin continually. Not by works, but by his grace and his imputed righteousness, that's all I have. But that's how the word is made real in our heart and life. All right. And he was continually saying to all of them, if anyone continually desires to come, to continually come after me. In other words, you're a born-again believer. You've come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. You're following Jesus. Oh, my land's alive. If that be the case, then everything's going to go your way. You don't have to worry about prayer, being in the Word. You just can just do whatever you want to. It's all about you. No, that's absolutely not the case. But that's Satan's lie. Okay. Ma'am, I'm not trying to want to enter. Is that okay, for Oklahoma? Right here. Yes. No. Oh, it does Okay. Well, I'm an SEC guy. I was going to say welcome to the Southeastern Conference. Okay. <laughs> but getting back to what's really important here. What that verse is saying is let him or her deny themselves. Does that sound like fun? You see, one of the things that's happened, how many here have how many here how many of you guys here played football? Now, if I were in the South and I asked that every man here would raise their hand. Back home, I tell people all the time, you go in the South, you say, who are you for? Out here, people say, what are you talking about? Who am I for? In the South, that means, what college football team are you for? Okay. God, family, country, and football. That's our values at home. <laughs> but here it is. Let him deny himself or herself. That means each and every instance, as this young lady was praying, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus. I want you all to write this verse down next to this, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Now, why is it important that we as a born-again, spirit-filled believer bring every thought captive? I'm not going to take time to go through it, but I want you to write this down too. Romans chapter 7, verse 14, through chapter 8, verse 11. But I am going to do this. I want you to turn with me over there to Romans real quick here. Romans chapter 7. And I'm going to have, let's have a lady now, because we had the gentleman set up first, and he read. So let's turn over to Romans chapter... 7, and Paul's talking about the struggle. He's writing now as a born-again, spirit-filled believer. And he's talking about the struggle that he's going through. He's talking about this continuous, ongoing battle, day by day by day by day. I'd like for a lady to stand up and read verse 17 and 18. Who wants to do that, ladies? Mama? <laughs> well, you don't have it. That's all right. Okay, good. Stand up and read that, please, ma'am. But now is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in Oh, stop right there. Sin that, that that continually dwells in me. Do you understand? Once you get saved, again this precious baby, well, you're a young woman. I mean But this precious young lady about praying about every thought. Why? Because as a born-again child of God, the only, only, only thing in her prayer that we have is the imputed righteousness of Jesus. Do you understand that? There's nothing that I can point to within myself that's good. We're going to read that in just a minute. It's the imputed righteousness of Jesus. That's it. That's all I have. Okay, mama, keep going. Now, uh, verse 18, please. Oh, my lands. Nothing good continually dwells. Wow. Who is it then? Your passage in Isaiah 2, that was powerful, 41. It is the righteousness of Jesus only. Let me tell you what. Every time revival takes place throughout the history of the church, you know what's brought about, first of all? The brokenness of God's people. Wow. We come to a place of brokenness. We come to a place of denying ourselves. Thank you, Mom. I'm sorry to keep you standing here, I'm sorry. We come to that place of brokenness. Are you all with me? See, that's the only way it is, because we have to die to self. We're gonna keep doing it. Okay, Mama, stand up if you would finish verse 18. <laughs> <laughs> says, that is in my flesh. For to continually will is continually present. So in other words, we're continually wanting, to serve, but the enemy keeps coming at us. Boom! 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 Isn't that amazing? Now, let's turn over, if we may. Now I have another guy, another gentleman. Stand up. There you go, sir. Praise the Lord. That young man didn't wait around. Very good. <laughs> verse, twi- <laughs> uh, uh, verse 23 there in chapter 7. Chapter seven and- oh, yeah, I'm sorry. My I think you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Chapter 7 of Romans, verse 23, sir, please. Thank you, sir. Making me captive. Let me just give you a better translation of that word. Continually misdirecting and misguiding me. Whoa! You see, our carnal nature is still there within us. Isn't that amazing? This is where Satan shoots his flaming missiles. We're not going to take time to go and read that whole thing. It'd take two, three hours. But when you go back and read the spiritual warfare there in Ephesians 6, 10 through 22, all of that's a metaphor. In other words, he's using the Roman uh, soldiers back then, their you know their their defensive systems, their weapons, as a, a metaphor. Means he's uh, comparing it. He's using that to describe the spiritual warfare that we're going through. Okay. And one of the most fascinating things to me is he talks about flaming missiles. Now. Anybody else here from the south besides me and my wife? Where are you from, sir? Georgia. Georgia. Are you a Georgia Bulldog fan? Well, I'm the other Bulldog. I'm the Mississippi State. Okay, you know. (laughs) By the way, let me just say this. We have a young man, our quarterback this year. His name is Will Rogers III. He's Will Rogers' great-grandson. He is a Jesus-loving, Christ-centered young man, incredible witness. He's already broken a lot of Dak Prescott's passing records, so you just watch it. It's going to be a, going to be a good season for us. Now, did you grow up shooting and hunting, sir? Absolutely. <laughs> we came out here 40-something years ago. I was up in Pasadena. <laughs> I saw this place, and I went to this guy. He said, is you sir, I'm Justin Alfred." He said, I'm Bill. I said, Bill, what? He said, why do you want to know? I just, Whoa. in the South, that's what we do. We get first and last names, you know? i said well sir do you know where there's a shooting range he looked at me and said a shooting range you mean with guns i said well yes sir he said you have guns i said sir i've been shooting since i was six years old so that was a real introduction And now thank god riverside county is like it was when i was raised all right because people shoot shooting and hunting and all that kind of stuff. but here's the deal We're constantly in a spiritual battle. And those flaming missiles, okay, back then what they would do is they'd put a wad of cloth or something on an arrow, they'd pour, I don't know if that carries, whatever they had, they would set that thing on fire and they would shoot it at somebody. Okay, now you had, had their things, you know, but if that thing hit close by somewhere where there was grass, fire coming but those flaming missiles if one of those things penetrated you you were dead meat because it would catch fire you catch you'd burn you up versus just the arrow going in are you with me do you understand when satan, when satan shoots his flaming missiles at us metaphorically these are the thoughts that he is attacking us with. Now, I'm going to have you, sweet angels, stand up and read this. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians 10. And I want us to look there at, uh, starting in verse 3, 3 through 5, please, ma'am. Stop right there. That word war, the Greek word for that word is stratuo. Don't sit down. What does that sound like in English? That's it. Very good, ma'am. What does that okay stand for? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, even though we live in this flesh, we do not listen. Strategize. Whoa whoa. Keep going, darling. Since the weapons of our warfare- oh, stop. for the weapons of our strataya strategy. Why? And we're going to look at another passage in just a minute. Do you know why this is so important? Because we as human beings naturally lean to our own flawed, skewed, misdirected, narcissistically deceived understanding, don't we? This is what Luke 9, 23 and 24 is all about. Keep going, darling. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. Whoa, for the destruction of What? You know what that word is literally in English? I mean Greek, logismos. What does that sound like in English? Log, log, ik, logic. Our logical, flawed, skewed, narcissistic reasonings. Wow, keep going, darling. I keep going and, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. thank you sweet angel you know what that word thought is in Greek it also means plot oh my land and we're bringing every plot that is the enemy well you poor thing I didn't fare oh yeah well you deserve this oh that guy blah blah and he tries to incite jealousy resentment anger whatever it may are you with me now by the way this is not really what i was planning on teaching on this morning (laughs) but this is what as we were singing and the worship i'm going to tell you one thing y'all blessed to have this precious young lady here as your worship because i'm going to tell you what that was real worship ladies and gentlemen i go speak but this had been around but I, i go a lot of places and it's it's I'm not, I'm not here putting you guys up. and We're less than nothing. But it's entertainment, not worship. You're blessed that you have the pastor that you have, that you had the precious wife that you had. Oh, my Jeanette. And you've got this young lady here. I'll tell you what, y'all are blessed folks. So let's turn to 2nd Corinthians. excuse me, my ignorance. Let's turn to Proverbs. Let me get my little Bible over here right now. Ah. Oh. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Hold on here. Let me get back there. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. All right, let's have some man stand up and read this. Let's have somebody on his right side. i has been on the left over here. Go for it, sir. Stop right there. Don't sit down now. Trust in the Lord with most of your heart. Majority of your heart. How much is all? Now let me just tell you, this is part of the battle. See, this is part of the battle. Because Satan is continually coming with his flaming missiles. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Trying to incite within you. Whatever emotion it is that God's telling you to do, to do the opposite. Is that amazing or what? Ladies and gentlemen, dying to self is painful. Now, I've been in martial, martial arts for a long time. If you came up here and looked at these knuckles, you'd see this one knuckle here looks really funny versus this one. You know why this one looks really funny? Tell them why, Mama. Hitting things. <laughs> Hitting things. Breaking bricks and boards. And you do it a certain way. This is what's called the ram's head. Now, you learn how to do that by practice. You hit like that, you'll break your hand. You learn how to hit like this. Right here, this is the ram's head. That strength goes all the way up here. Boom. Now, learning how to do that correctly is very painful. Painful. Very painful. But as far as your self-defense and the defense of your family, this is what it's about. Do you understand me? That's physical. Only one time in my life, and it was before I even really got into the in-depth of martial arts, and my wife saw this. I was jumped outside of our church in Colorado Springs. Had I not known what to do, at this one point this guy came with a board with a nail in it, hit me in the head. She screamed. I looked at it. Boom! I blocked it. This is just... And in the South, we do all kinds of stuff. But I had taken some martial arts training. If I had done that, I wouldn't be talking to you right now, would I, Mama? Now, I've only had to do that one time in my life <laughs> on the street. But had I not done what to do, I wouldn't be here right now. Every day, all during the day, this is what we need to practice. Are you with me? Well, that's hard. Yes, it is. I'm not here to sugarcoat things here. I'm here saying I'm a flawed, skewed, failed man. And every day I realize that. I come before the Lord all during the day. Okay? Understand that. She, my wife would say, oh, amen. He's right on that. Okay? <laughs> but that's what it is. You're looking to the Lord all day during the day. Am I right, Mama? Because this is an ongoing battle. And don't lean on your own understanding. You know that word lean means? Ooh, I love this. This is really powerful. It means within yourself do not choose to rely on your own flawed, skewed, misdirected, narcissistic, self centered understanding. Wow. Next verse, sir. but in all your ways. What? What does your Bible say? Now I want to tell everybody here, I want you to write this down. Thank you very much, sir. The word acknowledge is a very poor translation for that. In fact, I'm going to read out of this little thing right here. What that word literally means here. I brought this with me. I just, I'm just a ignorant old guy, and I like to read stuff like this to you all so you get the idea of, what it really means here. Okay? So here's what it really means. This is the the word there. Acknowledge, acknowledge, just said okay, yeah, God's there. I see you, God, you're there. No, 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 no. The word literally should be, in all your ways, know him. Now I'm going to read the expanded definition of what that word know is. Perceive him. Understand him discern what he is saying. Wow, let me read it one more time so y'all can write this down. To perceive, to understand, to know, and to discern. Oh, my land's alive. So in all of your ways, this is what I want you to do. To know, discern, perceive, understand. How do we do that? Now your pastor is a great man of God, but do you do that by just simply listening to Brother Randy week after week? He'd tell you absolutely not. We're all flawed, skewed men. We're going to come and read the second path there, but before we do that, I want some precious lady to stand, and we're going to read in the New Testament now, the Gospel of John. Chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, who'd like to, what dear precious lady would like to stand and read that? Oh, let's have some precious young lady. Very good, all right. How old are you, sweet angel? I'm 18. Praise the Lord. Okay, John 8, 31 and 32, darling. Thank you, sweet angel. To those Jews who had believed, in other words, these were ones who had become born again. Meaning they were born again and now they were continually living in that relationship with Jesus. But look what he says. If you continue in my word. That word literally is talking about, let me just read the definition back here. I love this. Hold on. I want y'all to write this down. This is huge. Okay, here we go. If you should. Now, the reason this states that is because it's putting the onus on you. You now as a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, you've been set free and delivered from the consequences of the eternal sin that has, we have inherited from our fallen parents. Are you with me? Jesus is not a, God's not a puppeteer, we're not puppets, but he leads, guides, directs, and draws us. But this statement is saying, boom! If you continue, now let me read the definition here. Okay? I lost my place here. Oops, excuse me. My ignorance. Oh, God. I'm such an old, ignorant guy. Okay, here we go. To remain, stay, abide, live, dwell, endure. It not sound like fun. No, it's not. It'd be 17 years ago this coming November. Our daughter was killed. And had it not been the grace of God, I wouldn't be here right now. God probably might be in jail because I would have gone to the guy that did it and killed him. I wouldn't have just killed him. I would have dismembered him. But God sovereignly stopped me. So do you understand that many times abiding in the word of God is enduring what we're going through Waiting on the Lord, trusting him, versus giving in to the lust of our flesh. Are you all with me? Is that painful at times? Did Mississippi State beat Ole Miss last year? Yes. So this is, this is huge, isn't it? So, let's go back here to John here. Let me get back there. Hold on here. So therefore, if this becomes the foundation of your life, abiding in my word, oh, I'll read a verse two or three times a week. As a Martial arts, what they call sensei instructor. If I had students that only came just periodically, I'd ultimately come to them and say, you have a choice. Either you come consistently or you just drop out and go someplace else because you're wasting your time and you're wasting my time and other people. Well, that's really harsh. Yeah, it is, but that's reality. Okay? So here's what we have to do. We have to grow up and become men and women of God who are able to hear and receive correction. If you're unable to do that, your narcissistic, self-centered, self-deified pride (laughs) is just knocking the snot out of you, and you're never going to go. You're still a baby on the bottle. Isn't that amazing? So if you, therefore... Continue in my word. This becomes your lifestyle. What? Truly disciples of mine you continually are. Now, I'm going to start out by saying there's some people that don't agree with what I'm going to say. And that's perfectly fine, but I fully embrace it. When we come to Jesus Christ, we're babies. We're not going to take time to go back and read this, but let me encourage you to go back and read 1 Corinthians 3 1 through 9. And uh, Hebrews 5, hold on just a minute. Hebrews chapter 5. Thank you, Mama. 11 through, 11 through 14. <laughs> That's why I say I'm Janie Alfred's husband. She's there. <laughs> but you have an example there as Paul is writing about babes in Christ. I don't mean young Christians, I mean people who've been around for a long time, but they're still drinking out of the bottle. How old are you, young man? Uh, 18. I like that you were shaking your head. Are you in the Word of God on a consistent basis? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You keep it up. Because that's the bottom line. Then notice how he's... So anyway, those two passages. Go back and read those two passages. Okay? But let's get back here to John's gospel again. Hold on. Thank you all for being patient with an old man. Truly... I think the English says truly you are my disciples, right? Is that what it says? Well, in both your Semitic languages like Hebrew and a bunch of languages like that as well as Greek, word order is significant. So what this is literally saying is not you are my, truly you are my disciples, but truly disciples of mine You continually are. Is that incredible? So it's emphasizing being a disciple. So let me just simply say this. And we're going to come to verse 32 here. Being a disciple is demanding. Daily discipline. All kinds of things happen in your life. Self-pity. Oh, gosh. Let me tell you, self pity is one of the most intense carnal emotions that Satan uses to misdirect us. We're not going to take time, but I want you. I'm going to write this passage. I want y'all to go back and read Romans five, one through five, and James chapter one, verses two through four. Oh my word! So, ma'am, you've got your armor to sling too. What happened to you? Oh, my word. (laughs) All right. So Romans 5, 1 through 5, and James 1, 2 through 4. Because in both of those passages, what we see there is an encouragement to rejoice in your trials. Now, God has taught me to do this. And they, oh, is it fair? You're just a little baby. Okay? And so life happens, doesn't it? Difficult things happen, things you didn't plan. So you can fold up in self-pity, or you can begin to praise and thank God. Well, you know what we're going to have to do? Let me just go back here and do this. Let's go to Romans 5. We're going to come back, finish this up here. Hold on. We're just going to read that. All right? So Romans 5. So we had a precious young lady that read that. You, young man, you stand up and read it. Romans 5, beginning in verse 1. Is that your precious mama? Yes, sir. All right, very good. Go for it. Keep going. We have now are y'all ready for verses three through five? Go for it. Not only so, but we also in our oh my word. Now let me say this to you. This has absolutely, unequivocally not one microscopic particle to do with how you feel. It's choosing to do what God says and praising Him, worshiping Him in spite of how you feel because of circumstances. Are you with me? See, this is real life. This is where growth, this is where spirit, Where we become less and less. Hallelujah, and He becomes more and more. Okay, keep going, son. hallelujah thank you very much young man is that powerful or what and we're not going to take time but go back and read james 1 2 through 4 it basically says the same thing <clears throat> let me tell you what the bible is the bible is a book of psychology but it's spiritual psychology you've got carnal secular psychologists giving all kinds of godless worldly naturalistic explanations for things this transcends that, and I've seen this in my life, okay? When we start obeying the Lord like in praising God, the enemy's going to come at you like a tick on a dog's belly. Now, these, y'all out here don't have any idea what we're ta- he and I are talking about, do you? See, a tick on a dog's belly, what in the world is that? Well, if you ever go quail hunting, you got bird dogs, and they go out there in the brush you get through, you bring them in the evening, they got ticks under here. If you don't take them out, those ticks can be very damaging to their health, right? So you pull those ticks off. They're, they're underneath their belly here. That's exactly what Satan wants to do to you. He wants to click onto you like a tick on a dog's belly. You're God's child eternally, but he wants to take out of you the life that Jesus, the abundant life that Christ came to give you, and focus on yourself. Is that amazing or what? So ladies, as she prayed, coming to the end of ourselves is a painful, but it's a consistent, real process. Now, this is huge here. So let's go back, if we now may, to John's gospel. (laughs) Now, let me just tell you something. I'm an ignorant old man. This is not at all what I prepared to teach. Isn't that amazing? But it's God, through this young lady's worship, through the prayer, this is what he, God's in control, not me and not any of us, okay? So we're back here now, John 8, 31 and 32. And look at verse 32, sweet precious angel. Stand up and read verse 32 again. I'm going to give you an amplified translation. Thank you, sweet angel. And you will continually know the truth. And the truth will continually set you free. Is that incredible or what? Do you understand? One of Satan's main objectives is to get you to wallow in self-pity, number one. Number two, set aside prayer. Oh, you don't feel like praying. Praying has nothing to do with the way you feel. There are many times when I pray that's the last thing but carnally that I want to do. Are you with me? I kind of have a systematic way I do it. There have been many mornings. Right? Oh, I stopped. No. Oh, you got to get this done. This is to get done. No, no. This needs to be first. Period. Secondly, is being in the Word. I have a systematic way of the way I read the Bible. Everybody's different. Let me just make this one suggestion. The 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. Over 50 years ago, I heard Billy Graham say this. He said, in those 31 chapters, they represent whatever day of the month that is. So whatever day of the month it is, that's the chapter in Proverbs you read first thing that morning. I've been doing it. If you looked at my Bible, this is kind of a new one, but if you look at the Proverbs here, you say, Good night, of life. how can you read the English? i got notes everywhere. Are you with me? That is godly, eternal wisdom. Whether you feel like doing it or not, you do it. I played four years of college football in Mississippi State. I got saved there 58 years ago, my freshman year, October the 1st, 1965. That was the first semester for the uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes to be on that campus. And uh, I was the first athlete to come to Christ. And one of my teammates led me to Christ. I won't get into all the details about that. But soon after that, it's October the 1st. It'll be 58 years this coming October. It's hard to believe. where did those years go? But a Southern Baptist pastor, this man was spirit-filled, loved the Lord, he came to me and he says, Justin, you're at Mississippi State University, a great university. I said, yes, sir. He says, but you're not going to get Bible studies in your classes. <laughs> and this is what he told me. He said, do you need to start studying your Bible as though it were another course? Now, I will have to admit, I was greatly blessed to be in the high school that I attended in Jackson, Mississippi one of the top high schools in the nation. I was just a meathead, still am. But they forced you to study, to be disciplined versus the stuff we see today. Oh, my God, they come in. Oh, this is too much, these kids, this is too late. Listen, that's pathetic. Excuse me. <laughs> that's what I was going to preach on today in Jeremiah. That's pathetic. That's a, right out of the pit. I started causing people to go beyond this, staying in your state there of imbecility. Isn't that amazing? So we see a lot of imbecilic leadership, tragically, in all areas of our country today, from the president, educationally, every other area. So what we got to do is go back to the Word of God. That's got to be our guide. All right. Then, my precious bride here. Wow, we have been married 54 and a half years. <laughs> You give her a hand for that she was putting it up with me but this pastor where i met her he's we told my prayer and he showed me his prayer log i couldn't believe it we're going to turn to that pastor a minute. but he prayed about everything i said you pray about that he said that's right because it says everything i'm going to turn there in just a minute so those two foundational things in my life i've been a flawed skewed man failed god in many ways but i've always come back to his word and prayer just like in football. When I was at Mississippi State, I thought I went there to play football. Football was my God. No, no. What God did was simply use football to teach me what it meant to follow him. I never played one game that I didn't make, not just one mistake, but many mistakes. <laughs> and sometimes I made the same mistakes over. But then we'd get in after on a the game was Saturday, we'd get in Sunday afternoon, we'd watch the game film, and our coach coaches, Justin, you did blah, 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 whatever it was, and you go back and practice. Are you with me? That's what our spiritual lives are like. We learn. Now, this is amazing. I had a concussion my sophomore year against University of Florida. We played them in Jackson had a goal line stand. I shot through there, stopped the run, but he hit me with his knee right in my head. And mother can tell you, as I came off the field, I looked like I was drunk, didn't I, mama? <laughs> Back then, they didn't even diagnose concussions. That's what I had. For three weeks, I was sick as a dog, throwing up. The last place I wanted to be was on the practice field, let alone a game. But let me just tell you, I said, God, I'm yours. I don't know how you can use me. These guys are so much better than me. God put me out there. Guys would miss block. I'd make these tackles. (laughs) It's just incredible. At the end of that year, the very thing we sing about, I was selected, not because of me, because of God, not because of my ability. There were guys far better than me. But I was selected to the Southeastern Conference all-sophomore football team. And let me tell you what God did to that because I said, God, I don't deserve this. He said, you're right, you don't. <laughs> he said, I didn't give this to you because you deserve it. I gave this to you because I'm going to use you. I didn't understand that. But back then, you didn't have Christian athletes were not like, they was huge. All of a sudden, I started getting these invitations from churches all over the southeast to go share my testimony. And I literally saw hundreds and hundreds of young people come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, not because of me, but because of Jesus in me. Are you with me? It's not about us being seen ladies and gentlemen never has been it's about us it's a vessel for jesus to be seen in and through us all right so now you will know the truth and the truth will set you free i've said all of that we're back in john 8:32. you can be a baby believer let's do this let's turn if we may over to the gospel of luke And let's look at chapter 8. Then we're going to go back again to twenty-nine, twenty-three. but this is kind of the way I preach. After a while, people get used to it. <laughs> just, you know. So back over here in Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, Jesus is giving the parable of the sore. And he's talking about the four types of soul. And so... Let's have. I have. Let's see. We had a Let's have a lady stand and read verses four through eight. Who wants to stand and read that? Luke, eight four through 8 who You'd like to come on, ladies. Thank you, ma'am. Right here. This is you. Go ahead. Okay, thank you very much, ma'am. Now I want a gentleman to stand up and read verses 9 and 10. Come over here on the right side. There we go. Thank you, sir. So in other words he said that you might know thank you very much sir that word no means that you come to a point that's when you're born again but you see others are hearing and seeing but they don't hear and they don't see why because it's their natural man trying to still set God aside and be religious see in the south when I was growing up and I'm sure this gentleman can affirm this everybody goes to church am I right that's just culture But I can guarantee you not everybody's born again. (laughs) I was religious, but I was also a a pretty intense sinner. And when I got saved, it changed everything. In fact, as we would go out, uh, other athletes came to Christ, we would speak at churches. We saw two pastors get saved. Huh? Because we were just meatheads. But it wasn't because of we're so great, it's because of the power of God sharing the gospel. We saw we saw some other churches come to a saving faith in Jesus. Incredible. All right. Now we're coming to verses 11, 12, 13, 14. All right, let's have a lady stand up and read verses 11 and 12. Some some other lady. Go ahead, ma'am, right here. Handicapped lady. You were going to read it before. <laughs> verses 11 and 12, please, ma'am. Go ahead, verse 12. To 12. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word, and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they would believe and be saved. All right, let me give you an amplifier. Satan continually comes and continually takes the word out of their heart in order that they might not at any point be saved. Do you understand it's not by your eloquence of speech? I'm just an old country boy. Y'all can tell that, can't you? It's not by my eloquence of speech. It's not by anything of me. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit taking his word and making it real, exactly what this precious young lady is saying. I can't wait till y'all have babies. When you do, I want to come see those babies, all right? <laughs> now we come to verses 13 and 14. Well, I want a gentleman to stand up and read that, please. Okay, over here on the come on guys, over here on the right side. Okay, go for it, sir. So you're reading you're reading now verses thirteen and fourteen. Well, let stop right there. I want you still stand up. Don't sit down here. Now, your ver- what version of the Bible is that you're reading? This is the New King James. The what? The New, new King James version. All right. Some versions have in that no firm root. you all see that? And the firm is written in italics. That means it's not in the Greek. So literally, they don't have any root at all. Let me give you a... Don't sit down, son. Just stand. Up here. Saul, King Saul, he experienced all the stuff. He went through the experience of God, all the, but it never took root. Because when he sinned, did he ever own his sin? Absolutely, it was not my, my fault. The people, this everybody else's fault, but his. Until finally, at the end, he reached out to a witch, and he was totally destroyed. King David, on the other hand, man after God's own heart. He sinned, didn't he? But when Nathan the prophet came and confronted him, what did he do? Well, it wasn't my fault. She shouldn't have been up here naked, blah, blah, blah. No, I sinned. Boom. We're not going to take t- Well, we are going to do it. Well, we'll do it after this. We'll go back and look at Psalm 51. We're going to read just one verse there. This, David wrote that after his sin. Okay. Now. So here's the one. Joy is all emotion, blah, blah, blah. But there's no root. Not firm root. There's no root at all. Next verse. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. Oh, my word. Doesn't say the plant dies. Thank you. Does it? But it never matured. They remain babies. Just like in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 9, Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm less than nothing. But I'm here to tell you, the choice is yours and mine. Is it demanding? Unequivocally. Are you looking for something easy? This is not. All the advertisement we see on TV is about what? Easy. Mom and I, I see all this stuff about losing weight. Oh, you just eat this stuff and you're just going to lose 50, 60, 60, They never talk about exercise. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's part of it, unequivocally. They make you just eat it, just boom, it just goes up. We've ordered some stuff here, this sleep stuff. I'm not going to get into it. But a bunch of people advertise, one guy in particular, all of you know, both of us ordered it, tried it, Guess what happened? Zero. <laughs> but yet we have some other stuff we take that's really helpful to us. It may not be. But here's the point I'm making. The flesh wants ease and comfort, doesn't it? Now my precious wife has to put up with all this stuff that I go through, but I and I sleep on our recliner, not on a bed, because I can't turn over. <laughs> so But that's nothing. But there have been some difficult times in our lives. Very difficult. And yet it's coming to that place, just like King David. Okay? Now we're going to read verse 15 and then we're going to read Psalm 51. Who wants to let's have a precious lady read verse 15? Mama? Yes. That your son did. I want you to read. Read verse 15. Thank you. By perseverance? That sounds like they confront opposition. That sounds like they confront difficult things. That's exactly what it's saying. So it's not persevering in your strength. You're going to come to the end of yourself. It's you relying on Jesus, period. Period. Okay? So, Let's go back now to 9.23 and 24, and then we're going to go and look at Psalm 51. So I forgot who was, who was reading 9.23. Oh, who was that? that was, was that you? 9.23 and 24. Who was reading that? What, Mama? Yeah, who read, who is read it? Oh, stand up and read verse 24, sir. Thank you, sir. But whoever would desire to save his life will lose it. You know what I call that? It's not talking about losing your salvation. It's talking about the abundant life. I call this but theology. Not what I'm sitting on, but the conjunction. I know what you're saying, Lord. But. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. Is that amazing or what? You see, the very thing you're trying to save, Satan's lying to you. Oh, you can't. You do it your way. No, that's a lie right out of the pit. Jesus' abundant life comes as we surrender to the lordship of Jesus. Is that amazing or what? But whoever what would lose his life. In other words, I choose to die to self. I choose to do it your way, Lord. Oh, but you poor thing, I didn't fare. Oh, I appreciate you. Oh, let me say that desire for appreciation is one of the most Like self pity, those are two of the most intense tools that Satan uses to misdirect us. But whoever would lose his life for my sake, he is the one who will find it. Is that amazing or what? Isn't that amazing? Now, I want us to turn. That's amazing. I didn't even (laughs) for whatever. Okay, let's turn over to uh, the book of Psalms, okay, chapter 51. I think this is two verses off, okay. Uh, so anyway, David sin, he failed. My, in my Bible here, it's verse 12, but it's creating me a clean heart, O Lord. What verse, what is that in English? 10 okay so I'd like so let me see 10 11 12 13 14 okay so we're going to read four verses who would like to stand up and read 10 11 12 and 13 who'd like to do that go for it sir a southern man even though he's a Georgia bulldog we're the (laughs) okay verses uh, 10 11 and 12 sir Now, let me just give you this. That word create, in the Hebrew, that word is bara. Write that down, B-A-R-A. It is only, 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 only used with God in the Old Testament. There are several other words for do or make that, you know, but God, you're the only one that can do this and renew a right spirit within me. Okay, keep going. Verse 13. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever the next verse is. <laughs> not away from your not your Holy from Whoa. Woo! See, this is what the enemy comes to tell ta- Oh, God's left you because you're so sinner. That's not true. All right, next verse. Is that powerful or what? So now verse fifteen. Finish it up with that. Okay, I wanna uh, go fourteen fifty nine. Delivering from the guilt of bloodshed of God, the God of my salvation, and the tongue shall sing aloud your righteousness. O oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Woo! All right, now so this so the next verse would be eighteen. Who wants to just have a lady stand up and we want you to I want you to read eighteen through hold on yeah. through twenty one wants to no, stand up what okay here's what I'm looking at I'm looking at verse right? 16 in the Hebrew yeah, 16. Not desire sacrifice. no 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 Whew. so Just read the th- this, this <laughs> I want them to read it, it, That's why you can't find it. well so, Just
1: do 15 through, go, go all right, I think it's
0: 16 in the Hebrew, so that would be 18, wouldn't it, in the English or not? Only God knows. <laughs> all right, so verse 12, create in me a clean heart, O Lord. What verse is that in the English? Is that, is that that's 10. Oh, that's 10. Oh, my stupidity and ignorance. Start in verse 14, 14, 15, 16, 17. I'm sorry, mother, my ignorance. Okay, somebody stand up and read. Let's have a let's have a guy stand oh, let's have a oh, woman. Stand up and read 14, 15, 16, 17 in English. Come on, some lady. Okay, we're good. Read it real loud, ma'am, so we can all hear you. Praise the Lord. So what we see, again, in verse 17 in English, okay, how is it, what is it that's pleasing to God? Brokenness. You see, that's what God does in believers. He brings about our brokenness. And one of the major areas is your pride. I am going to close, well, it's, I'm going to close with this. Let's turn real quickly to Genesis 3. I'm just going to make a brief comment about this, but this is huge. Satan is tempting. He comes at Eve. Adam is somewhere else at the time, but he comes at Eve in chapter 3 in Genesis. Let me get my little Bible thing here. Hold on. Ah. Uh. Oh. All right, so here we are. So he tempts her. As God said, you can't eat. No, oh, we can eat. We just can't eat of that one because we do. We now, look, at uh, somebody stand and read verse 4, Genesis 3, 4. Let's have a man stand and read that. Go for it. Wow. Now, he read that real calmly. Thank you. That's good, sir. Thank you. You will not surely die. This, the grammatical construction of that in the Hebrew is, a, is, is an intense emphasis. And this is what he says. And the serpent said unto the woman, to die you will not die. Because when you go over and read Genesis 2.17, what God said to Adam, if you eat of this, to die you will die. And many years ago, What God showed me with this is that every promise of blessing or of consequence, Satan is going to come with equal emphasis and lie and give you the opposite is that's what you need to follow. you with me? Now, verse 5, let's have a gentleman stand up and read that. Good, go for it, sir. Thank you, sir. This is the root sin. This is what happened, and we're going to finish up with this. The fall of man is man's self-deification. Why do you read throughout the entire... Well, I keep saying this. Let's turn to Proverbs 18. I keep saying this, but you all are patient with an old man. I want you all to read this, though. This is very important. Let's look at Proverbs. Okay? Let me find it here. Okay. hold on here. I'm almost there. Who? Here it is. Let's have a lady stand up and read this. Proverb. I'm sorry, my stupidity. Proverb sixteen eighteen. some dear precious lady I got it. who said that yeah. oh good ma'am go for it thank you that's what we're gonna end with ladies and gentlemen it's all about jesus being seen not us as we seek him first matthew 6 33 everything you need he's gonna provide for you let's pray Father, we just want to thank you for our time together this morning. Thank you for these precious saints, for the incredible worship. And Lord, as we partake of communion right now, just open our hearts to hear and receive from you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.